are back. We made it, everybody. <laughs> here we are with a Democrat and a Republican walk into a bar here at Ollie's Pub and Records in Cape Coral. The pub is open, so we would love to have you come down here and have a drink with us. Otherwise, hope that you are tuning in to us live on Facebook and YouTube. Yes, good to be back. It's been, I think, about three weeks, and we just had a, a brief um, 30 minute, you know, a 30 minute catch up, catch up episode, you yeah. know, catch up episode for a bunch of the stories that we've been missing. How have you been? What's been going on in your life, Cindy? Uh, really, it's the end of the school year with the kids. Oh, and point. so it's just like <laughs> chaos. And I think I've spent every Thursday for the last month at a performance for my daughter. <laughs> oh, I do know. Cause well, one of the, one of the ones we missed, I know was uh, part of it was because was Evie was doing Girl Scout Woman of Distinction? Or yeah, my, my oldest daughter was a Girl Scout oh. Woman of Distinction, and they had a really cute um, ceremony up at Charlotte Harbor, you know, up in Punta Gorda. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Because it, it was for all the council, like the whole area. So, so the whole region. Yeah, okay. it was a big deal, and uh, really proud of the work that she's done. <laughs> and, you know, Girl Scouts is a great organization. It really is. It really um, teaches a lot of character um, and, and just a wonderful – Teaches about, you know, business sense too, uh, economic yep. experience, very pro-capitalism. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. Very entrepreneurial. And my so. daughter got her My Faith, My Promise a patch too. What is that? Like, well, because it is a Christian-based organization. Oh, yeah, that's true. Girl Scouts yeah. does make it so it's open to all types of different girls, but they have... You, you can choose to do some of the faith and religion-based ones. Oh, and good. so they were doing um, a service-based project with a local church so mm. she got her my faith my promise oh so, that's so good yeah so it's it's a great organization shout out to our gulf coast uh girl <laughs> scouts and we've been preparing because my daughter is also going hiking in oh Maine my god for a camp for like almost oh, two weeks oh i remember my first i was in middle school with our first when me and my brother did our first like sleep away camp it was like a big deal and it's the only one i've ever done actually i never really um was never really fit for like going away mm. um but we went up to north carolina in the wow. woods very beautiful it was my first time uh zip lining oh wow but it was also at that time the third harry potter book had just come out so i was while well, all the kids were out there playing i was at the cabin all day reading a book and everyone just thought i was like such a nerd and had no i uh, no real understanding of why am I like not out there having fun with everyone else. <laughs> so, but you know, it was very, it was, you know, I look back at it and it was very enjoyable. What a great place to, you know, read a, a good book in the middle of the woods at a cabin. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I think I made the right decision I on think that you're, one. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, I'm a big, you know, supporter of all these different types of programs. Let me get these. I'm like, let me make sure I got the comments up here. I was, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so big supporter. My kids have been a benefit. I know kids around the country benefit from these different types of youth programs. And that's why I've been a big supporter of them for my career. So, um, but I am Dr. Cindy Banier. I am your Democrat host for this show. And I, of course, am Sean Hartman. I am your Republican host. So what are we diving into first, Sean? Ooh, well, I Spend think- a few things. Well, I think we should do with the quicker thing first, which I think would be the debt ceiling, just because okay. we finally, we've averted the crisis, it looks like, or at least averted the crisis until 2025. We've, we've averted the crisis that the Republicans manufactured, <coughs> I agree. Yes, okay, there we go. So uh, I, I'm, but yes, no, and I'm, again, I'm very glad that we were able to, and, and Joe Biden and the Republicans were able to come up with this deal and we were able to avert this. We had this discussion, of course, last week 
But um, I think we're both in agreement in the sense that we need to have these budget conversations now and we need to, you know, not wait until the last minute. Right. Have the budget conversations during budget time. Mm. And uh, that negotiation, you know, I, I would like to see my lesson is, you know, that negotiation is possible. I, I do want to give props to Joe Biden, even though he said he wasn't going to negotiate. He did go in and negotiate. Both him and McCarthy and their mm. teams negotiated in good faith. Yeah. They came out with a deal that nobody liked, the ugly baby. I've yeah. heard people refer to it. But <laughs> that's actually means that they went and did their job, which yeah. was come up with a plan where everybody gets a little something and they can walk away with a win. Mm. And I would like to see more of that. I know that yes. in this era of hyper-partisan politics, that's difficult. It very much is. And I'm very curious to see if there's going to be that much backlash against Kevin McCarthy. Because remember, we have the one vote rule. We'll and there see. has been one congressman. Um, Chip Roy? No, not Chip Roy. Apparently it was, uh, I think it was Bacon. Oh. I'm not 100% sure. It was one of the, it's one of the freshmen. Um, they said that they, they were considering it. But I don't know um, if it's going to go through or if it'll... You know, I mean, what, he brought two thirds of his caucus to vote, which was yeah. his agreement. And I don't think that's going to that's going to be a good political move. But of course, you know, the the Freedom Caucus is going to do what they want to do. And they are yeah. going to make their strategy based on what they feel is important for their brand of politics. And, and look, the reality is, even with the Freedom Caucus, you know, what the Freedom Caucus really needs to understand is that this is the reality of divided government. We right. would he have to come up with something that can pass a conservative house, a relatively centrist Senate and a liberal president. So it needs to, you know, basically Venn diagram what can all three agree on. Right. Because otherwise nothing will pass and then right. nothing will get done. And, you and that's know, dysfunction. And that's, that's dysfunction. dysfunction. And that. I know that there's a lot of Republicans who like that idea because they think that that government is that bad that we should just shut it down. But yeah. I don't I don't take that view, even though I do believe that we need to reduce the size and scope of government. I don't think we do that by completely destroying government. Right. We need to still have good government, especially where um, where that, you know, especially in those areas where they're constitutionally required to have a role in. Um, I definitely believe in a strong government in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, I think is the way that I like to look at it is like you, you don't want to just say, Hey, you know, we're mad at the whole thing. So burn it down. But unfortunately sometimes, and this is in my opinion, part and parcel of the, the gerrymandering and Mm -hmm. things that we've seen, you know, a lot of, congressional representatives Mm. are in very safe districts. I think I had heard that less than like a couple dozen really districts across the country are truly competitive Mm -hmm. and everything else is, you know, packed districts, cracked and packed um, depending on the state. And so what that does is ultimately makes, you know, partisan politics more divided. Yeah. Because, because at that point you're only in like a district like ours, right? Yeah. Where it's even been gerrymandered further uh, recently with uh, Dunbar being carved out of the district. Right. Um, So these type of situations, it ends up with the race ends up being either a Republican race or a Democrat race. And so you're trying to appeal to the conservatives or to the progressives and you don't care about anyone else. And that's what really, creates those dividing lines because the Republican base, and I would say even the Democratic base, they don't want to work with the other side. They want to have their wins and fight for their wins and get those wins. And they don't have to work with the other side. That's the point. Yeah, that's the other. In a district, so in in a district like ours, we're Republican plus uh, 
12 or 13 right mm -hmm. now. On Byron's going to be rewarded for being against this. Exactly. That's the whole point because it he can play to the base on this. Mm -hmm. And you look at another district, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz on the east side mm -hmm. um, of Florida, and her district is like a Republic or Democrat, like plus 35 or something yeah. because it's packed, right? And so she doesn't have to compromise at all mm -hmm. with Republicans at all. Like if there's nothing, all she has to do is be you know, talking to her Democratic base. And yeah. it's like that all across the country. And so that's part of what enables this dysfunction in Congress. It really does. And I, and I definitely agree with you there that we need, um, I know you fought for this last election cycle, gerrymandering reform. And it, it it's definitely even at the local level. Yep. Um, it happens at the local level as well. Um, but yeah, you know, we need to not look at political reasoning when it comes to districts and it's very wrong for politicians to choose their voters voters need to choose who represent them that's right. how it should and go and that's one of the reasons i was a proponent of the election reform bill that included a mandate in there to make districts more competitive that mm. was part of what was in that bill as well and that would make it better for voters you would mm. actually have a choice um you know between in the primaries and also in in the general election yeah, we definitely need that. Speaking of primaries, uh, the Republican presidential primaries oh, yeah. are starting to heat up. Uh, we are going to uh, have three new people come into the race this week. Uh, Mike Pence will be announcing on June 6th, I believe. Chris Christie is going to uh, make another run for it on June 7th. And then the third one, and I had to look this guy up, is uh, Doug Burgum. He is the governor of North Dakota. All right. He is two-term governor of North Dakota. Um, and before that was like a software executive. So he worked with like- He's a billionaire yes. from what I understand. Well, wealth, wealthy individual. I don't know why he's running. My thinking is either A, he- um, Could be fun. Thinks it could be fun. <laughs> Um, raise maybe profile. one raise profile, raise the attention of North Dakota because who ever gives takes pays attention to North no Dakota? One. No, no one does, unfortunately. Everyone South Dakota is the one with the Mount Rushmore, so no one cares about North Dakota. They all go to South Dakota. They just gotta border us from Canada. <laughs> they just need to fuse. They just need to fuse North Dakota and search. We have too many Dakotas. One Dakota is <laughs> and enough. And too few Dakotans. <laughs> Exactly. I would. I'd actually be for that because for, then you'd only get two senators. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's with too. less people than the state of New York. Exactly. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> I also, he's probably running for that. I also think possibly um, his connections with tech companies may be another reason why that maybe tech executives are like, maybe we need to put a guy in there, and he's like, okay, I'll do it. But again, you think now, he's going to be like the Republican <laughs> Andrew Yang. I don't know. I have no idea what he's even planning. Like, what's his, it just is what's just his angle. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is very random. Um, it, you know, I just, I think all of us really just found out last week. Um, okay. It's about, there's going to be about a dozen people now running. Um, there's a few others like Chris Sununu and Glenn Youngkin who are apparently thinking about mm -hmm. it. I would like them to stop thinking about it because we have enough. We have enough people in this race. And, and I think some of the current people need to drop out. But, it's, it's, I don't know why they're all running. I don't know if you have any insight as to why we have like a do dozen people running against Trump. Well, I know that there's, you know, there's Trump. Yeah, there's Trump. There's Trump. <laughs> Trump he's still, Trump. He, he's like, it's, it's really, I mean, this race is going to be defined with Trump and not Trump. 
That's really where the definition I comes think, in. Yes. And so I understand that Chris Christie is going to be his platform is like returning civility to the Republican Party. Okay. <laughs> I, this is what I've heard. Okay. I don't know. Um, and then that's that from Chris Christie. That is, that is Christie's like, angle. do we, does no one not, how come anyone, that was like how he got his start. He was like the bully. He bullied like yeah. teachers unions. He bullied pensioners. He bullied all these different people. Yeah. He was the bully. That's what the whole Bridgegate was. It was right. because he was a bully. Like and he's coming at us yeah. on the civility angle. Yeah. Is, that is ridiculous. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, and I, I and I like Chris Christie. I actually genuinely I've always been a fan of Chris Christie, but that is stupid if that's his angle. So that's his angle. I guess <laughs> Mike Pence is gonna be Mike Pence would be better on the civility side. Mike Pence, here's what I think Mike I Pence's guess. angle is. So here's what yeah. I think Mike Pence is going to be. Because um, I had a chance to watch, um, Joni Ernst has what's known as a roast and ride um, in Iowa. And so a bunch of the candidates spoke, including Mike Pence. And his basic angle when he was speaking was, I was on the Trump, I was in the Trump administration, and he's running on Trump's record. So that's okay. what I'm finding. That's what I think his angle is, is, is he's trying to run on Trump's record while not being Trump. Okay. And that's what I always thought if he was going to run, that's where I thought his biggest strength was, because he could basically run on that record without running with the baggage of Trump, even though, you know, being. You know, I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. I think that that's where he's trying to get at. He's trying to be the. The Be boring the Trump, version of Trump. The boring version of Trump, which I don't think he realizes is not going to work because everyone who point. likes Trump hates him. They hate they hate him because they yeah. think he's the reason why. And you I know, don't know, honestly, I don't know if Trump's record overall is strong enough to run on. I mean, I don't know what kind of policy platforms he's going to pull out. Well, no, because essentially the last you know it's, well, year so, and change was was COVID. Well, year and change is COVID, but before COVID, we did have a very strong economy. Um, they are going to run. He's probably going to run on the border wall. Um, he can probably run if he was smart on the foreign policy stuff. I still think that like uh, brinkmanship and not the brinkmanship. No, he he did Abraham Accords is a very big. Uh, uh, yeah, good how's form. that going? I don't know. Actually. Yeah, it's, it was a nothing burger. That's why. Also, um, yeah, because other than that, Trump's foreign policy was brinkmanship. It was mm. you know trade policy. Yeah, trade now here's China, the thing. That was a problem. That's true. It was a problem, but most of that stuff Biden kept because now people are moving after the COVID, especially into this more nationalist. Yes, worldview. more nationalist yes. version of trade policy. So that's fascinating, um, considering which is free trade used to be the whole thing with Republicans. Well, actually, well, if you look at the history of the Republican Party, the very old Republican Party initially was protectionist because of it was a American what worker. Are you talking about? I'm talking about like very old. I'm not okay. talking like Benjamin like Harrison no. Republicans, like you, but no. that doesn't count. I know what you're saying, but yes, <laughs> because free trade I, didn't exist in its current form. Yes, in this current like we, we've been yes, Republicans have generally been a free trade yes. um, nation. I think it's um, free trade is. And Democrats used to be into it, too. I mean, Bill Clinton, you know, Clinton. brought in NAFTA and the Republicans were right on board with that. I, I think free trade is one of those issues where it's very nuanced because it does have its faults and it does have its benefits. Sure. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that um, because of free trade, we do have a very prosperous economic system. And this goes back to Adam Smith's yep. um, writings in The Wealth of Nation. Yep. And the pur purpose of free trade is to make a specialization. Exactly. You know, 
you know, the things we make when we make a lot of things, or we used to make a lot of things in the United States, we don't Still anymore. Make a lot of things. You know, but we just the, make different things. We make different things, exactly. So more high end and value add. That's always been the point. But yes, that's true. So I, I mean, free trade generally has a net benefit than a net, you know, cost. Um, but I mean, it's, no, there's no denying the, that the shift was, and this was actually where you got your Bernie Trump crossover, folks. Yeah, is because. When Trump came in and was talking about, yeah, let's get a China and mm. bring back manufacturing and all this other kind of stuff, that played into the disenfranchised working class exactly. of folks who lost this their goes, job, went tra- had to transition mm. after NAFTA. Yeah, well, this goes back even even further to Ross Perot and the giant sucking sound. So that's right. really where it comes from. Is is there yeah. it harms free trade has been there is a harm to American workers because right. jobs go overseas. For right. certain jobs. But the companies are like sweet because yeah. they make a lot of money. Exactly. So that had always been It like looks a like, okay, thing. corporations get wealthy, workers get screwed. Right, workers get screwed, yeah. Which so used was, to be the Republican standpoint, but now we're right, carrying up our workers. Because office. Democrats used to be the union folks. <laughs> but as the union protections have been stripped, it is stripped as well, which was also our Republican platform. Mm. Unions have been stripped of their powers. These these folks who had been that working class of folks <coughs> didn't have a political home anymore. Yeah. Because actually the unions used to whip votes for Democrats, right? Makes sense. But without yeah. those as well, these folks have just become politically independent and Trump kind of seized on that. Mm. But it's, it is the same position that your Bernie folks had. So that's why you did have some Bernie Trump crossover. And I think that was the guy, the guiding point, but anyway, there was, but there's only a few things. Yeah. There was the, the, I don't know the, the style and stuff. I don't, I just don't know what Trump is without style. So I don't know how his his entire thing is style. His entire thing is, you know, Trump is, Trump. It's, it's like his own thing. And so there's no mimicking him. There's really no no yeah. matching that. Well, but here's the thing. So DeSantis is, of course, running as a Trump-styled candidate, mm. but with a fascist instead of an oligarchic view. <laughs> <laughs> um, meaning that he's willing to use the state mm. instead of empower business entities, right? And you can see that he is, differentiation. So, yeah. I wouldn't I use the term fascist, but yes, I could see what you're saying in the sense of authoritarian. He, he uses, he is more comfortable with using government power than most yes. Republicans should be comfortable with. Well, he's be- consolidating government yes, power. He's that's cons- that's what I'm saying. He's, well, we've talked about that before about right. his consolidation of government power. But again, there's also the fact of, you know, the core aspect of Republican values is limited government, not sure. overreaching the sure. power of government. And he does on occasion, he does do that when it comes to certain issues, whether it's education or some of these cultural war issues. Um, so no, everything so he does, he's pretty much in, in stuck more government in and consolidated own power in his own party, yeah. even behind it. And, and so, yeah. So if you're, it's definitely something that most people aren't that like in tune with how they aren't really yeah. no of course but but it should be something that they should be aware of especially if they're a limited government conservative if they're thinking about like i want someone who will um reduce the size and reduce the power that government has over their lives ron DeSantis may not be their choice yeah, that's not your guy yeah. but anyway i think <laughs> that he's really there to be honest to be the kind of trump he, what I think he is, is I think it's all of the donors, all of the fundraisers, all of these different people who 
want Trump out, but know that they can't replace him with someone who isn't Trump. Here's yes. my here's my speculation. Mm. I think that that DeSantis is there because he's betting on Trump getting arrested. I think that's why a lot of people are there, actually, I th- which I think is stupid because he could still run from pre- for president while in prison, and he would, and he would still have his supporters. So I'm like, why do you think that's it's it's mind-boggling why they think it's it's. I don't know. They think they'll that'll actually I got work. Nothing, guys. I don't you know. know. I don't know. Eugene Eugene Debs thing. apparently ran for president in in, in prison. Yeah, got like thirteen percent of the vote. So don't think it can't happen. But um, I think that is what a lot of these people are betting on is that somehow he goes to jail. But really, what it is, it's not even that. So um, I think it was the Alvin Bragg's case. He has already told Trump and his team to make sure there's a certain avail he's keeps his dates open in the middle of march they're going to be holding these trials during super tuesday is essentially what it looks like it's january or something like no it's gonna you know super tuesday is in march now no i know but i mean i thought that the he had told him to be available january oh uh, no i could have sworn it was march but anyway the point what i what i understood it is it looks like they're trying to keep him busy during that period. So basically no, you're thinking that they're kind of sliding it in there. To, sliding it in there. So that way well, now he can't think his lawyers, cause they can pick or, the date. They can pick I think the date. That they, of course they could fight it. I'm yeah. sure. Of course. And you could, you can delay it or blah, blah, blah. Oh, and when he's a master at that, he's actually very good at that. But that's what I do think a lot of people. So I do want to shout, shout out. We have Cindy uh, Schrader, who's a, a big fan of uh, big mouth media. Thanks for joining us here. She's definitely coming in hot with the Democrat side. And uh, she thinks that Trump's going to get the sympathy vote if he's in jail. Mm-hmm. But then she says, question is, can he discharge the duties of office while behind bars? This will create the constitutional question of can a president pardon himself? Because he could very easily, you know, get a furlough from jail to to put his hand on the Bible, get inaugurated. And then he could, in theory, pardon himself. So Wow, that would be fascinating. It would be very fascinating. And the end of our democracy. But it would okay. be, yes. A constitutional crisis, it w- for sure. <laughs> Another um, one! <laughs> yeah. Can't, you know, so many of these. But we'll see what happens there. I mean, I really, um, I'm going to be honest, I don't think he wins a general election. The fact of the matter is, Republicans really need to understand this. Trump is not popular nationally. He's popular with our base. But he's not popular nationally. And we have more, you know, all of millennials and Gen Z are going to be voting 40, I think 40 to 50 percent of the vote now is going to be millennials and Gen Z. And they don't like Trump. So we need someone to appeal to these younger voters. The the baby boomer vote, the older generation vote, they're not going to matter anymore. I mean, the first 2016, he lost by three million votes. Second, he lost by six million votes. He's probably going to lost by upwards of 10 million votes next time. Okay, he is not. If we're wanting to win back the White House, I don't think he's the best choice. Um, Who is? I won't tell you because I don't know yet. But (laughs) I will say I didn't want to say real quick because one of the reasons I brought up the uh, roast and run or the roast and right. I don't even know. Joni Ernst's event is they all got a chance to speak. Um, So this is the Iowa. Iowa. So lead up to the Iowa. Iowa. Lead up to the Iowa caucuses. That's right. Which was yep. on my tongue, but I just... Yep. So it was actually pretty cool. Um, I will say the one who impressed me the most was Tim Scott. He... God, I almost forgot about him. We all for... Yeah, exactly. There's too many people in this Man. race. Tim Scott, um, 
has a very optimistic Reagan-esque message, in my opinion. Wow. He comes off very mourning in America um, with the, you know, touch of blackness. You know, like, this is my story. You know, my this is the story, you know, the story of, you know, how my story can happen here. Um, so he's using, he's playing on a lot of that. He's actually uh, apparently going to be on The View tomorrow, which is interesting because The View was attacking him for him bringing up the race issues. So I'm going to be very interested. I'm going to be watching that tomorrow and see Fascinating. Um, what happens there. I do want to watch that. I can't believe people watch The View. I know. I, I don't. I don't usually, but I will watch. I for, know that like The View really gets the right going. Um, they do for some reason. I don't like know. They get mad at Whoopi and I don't know. It's but Whoopi like, I, and like, there's. Who watches these things? It's I think Whoopi, it's like older Joy Behar and um, Summer. Uh, there's Some another girl, people. Summer person. I keep thinking her name is Summer Redstone, but Summer Redstone is the former CEO of Viacom. So I know it's not Summer Redstone. No. But it's and it wasn't this... like uh, Megan McCain was on there for a little bit. Megan McCain, and she got bullied off, apparently. Oh, who fucking who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're, you're the daughter of, I don't a, know of who's a war hero. CNN. Get some thick skin. I don't know who's watching. Uh, no one's really watching that mainstream like news media anymore. Even Fox like, News. No one's I think it's just like pumped it. in places. Like maybe it's just like all the the um like doctors', doctors office. waiting rooms and stuff. <laughs> like, or it's, it's probably doctors' waiting rooms or and um, retirees at re home. Retirees at home who like, don't know how to change. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, put something on just to put it on. So speaking of a touch of blackness. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, have you heard about Byron Donalds being considered for a VP pick for Trump? I've heard some rumors about that, but I don't see how that's possible because, again, you can't be from the same state. So Trump would have to move back to New York, which Why? I guess you, you can. No, you no. If you if if the president and vice president are in the same state, that state the electoral vote cannot go to that candidate. It's in the Constitution. You should know this, Miss Political Science Professor. There is a there is a rule within I think it's the eleventh or twelfth amendment. There is a rule where. If you are in this, this is why Trump couldn't that. choose DeSantis if he stayed in Florida. Now he could move to New York and and pull that off. But yes, if a if a candidate for president and a candidate for vice president are part of this are it residents of the I'm same look state. Because I <laughs> am not sure. Is this go on record here that I'm about to teach a political science professor at FGCU something new? So I'm. Well, <laughs> I think that it's. I think that it is. I don't know if that matters anymore. Well, all it would do is it would mean that Florida's electoral votes can't go to to that ticket. So it would basically either have to go to Biden or to like a libertarian candidate. I'm going to say electors cannot vote for a presidential and vice presidential candidate who both hail for the same state. Yes. So, yeah, that's what the it, it, there's a part in the Constitution. It's also why, like, for example, Dick Cheney in um 2000 was actually living in texas when he was chosen so he moved back to wyoming in order to avoid that so that way george w bush can get texas's electoral votes technically he could run with byron donald's yeah. as his running mate but the big name that's been talked about is marjorie taylor green which well of course she's been but she's i don't, been sucking up for a little bit of course anyway, the analysis is that that's actually there's workarounds on that yes they're the yeah, they're the only well the main workaround yeah there's workarounds and if anything you know, Trump can just move Whatever. back, you he know, just go back to New homestead York. to but New I don't York. think that that's, it looks like that that's not the, the interpretation of that. That mm -hmm. was happened to be when they had a different process.
I believe. But anyway. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was. It was around the time when they were choosing the president and vice president as they were. Um, it was whoever was the, the, got the most. Was, yeah, the runner up. Exactly. So anyway, the. Um, but it, I yeah, think so it's but Byron Donalds is apparently the, the top three. He's number three. Who are the other two? Well, I think you're right. Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I don't know who's number two. I think Bono. He's number Bono. two. <laughs> Sorry, Carrie that's like Lake, an old maybe. South Park joke. Carrie Lake could be. <laughs> well, Carrie Lake has already actually said no. So um, maybe because she still thinks she can be governor. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, no. Um, I think her legal paths are I, are exhausting. Yeah. No. But still, that doesn't won't still won't stop her. No, anyway, um, I I think that would be an interesting ticket. Um, I'm trying to think about what that means for us. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the same too. Well, first off, I think everyone... that's why Madison Cawthorn has been moved here. Mm, that's a good point. Well, that's first off, plan. well, first off, remember the new election law will allow him to run for vice president, which I don't even think he would have been affected anyway, since he's a federal officer, so he wouldn't yeah. have had to resign. He doesn't so, have to resign, and he um, would, I think, but he still... can't run for two things at the same time. Okay, so he wouldn't be able to run for Congress again. So he would basically have to opt out of that term, and somebody else would run. Mm, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, so that would basically... So my thoughts are, if he gets picked for the VP pick, and if Trump gets all the way through, mm. then then there's going to be another Republican. And, or Or it can be... He may have to drop out, and there might have to be a special election or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, we'll probably... Well, the primaries, the presidential primary was around June, July, right? Or the mm-hmm. conventions, June, July. So we would know before then. Well, so, here's the rub. In the state of Florida, our qualification period is usually April to June, depending mm-hmm. on the year. So he may have to make that decision before he knows if Trump has punched the ticket. That's a good point. But I think he would Which is choose- why I think Madison Cawthorn is here, because I think they're going to go, well, boop, boop, boop. Oh, but I and, don't th- and Cindy said maybe Sarah Huckabee Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sanders I can Could see be. that as well. But I think with well, anyway. I don't I don't think Madison. I think Cawth- nineteen is going to be fascinating. I don't think Madison Cawthorn has a chance because he's a carpetbagger. I'm just going to say it. I mean, he's he's definitely. I mean, he, a, is, he is, and and so he needs. I don't understand why he's here then. I think he is here to to position himself for a future I mean, listen, run. But it's we not- elected Kurt Clausen, who wasn't. He just moved here. That's true. Dan Bongino thought he had a chance here. <laughs> That's a good point, too. He lost his ass, though. Oh, no, he didn't. he didn't. Which really. I love, by the way, every time I hear my dad listening to Dan Bongino, I'll be like, hey, you know, he's a carpet bagger who got less than 12% of the vote in my district when he tried to carpet bag because he's such a piece of shit <laughs> and he's not very good at politics, even though he's on the radio talking about politics all the time. Mm. Anyway, yeah, definitely interesting I character. I, I did have a chance, I did get a chance to meet him during the campaign. Very, very interesting character for sure. Um, mm. Yeah, that would be what will probably happen was kind of what happened, I think with uh, Ray Rodriguez and Jonathan Martin. You think so, they're going to do a little swappity yeah. swap? Well, not even so, a swappity swap. What they're going to do is they will wait until the last minute and then they'll have their preferred person sign in. Well, and but, that's what I'm wondering, whether or not they're going to do that or maybe, you know, he'll he'll drop out or... What I, I, what I think, I feel like Trump would make that decision by April or May before he would have to finalize signing, maybe. you know, in... I think that they because usually I think that's that around they choose it is April or May maybe, but I think that they have Madison Cawthorn here because they can appoint him. They can't appoint. They can appoint him. So actually, Byron. No, no they can't. No, they can't. Like you know, there's no like provision where like a governor can appoint a congressman. Like there's not like an appointment. Oh, it's, it's not a like, special election. 
that's why it would just be vacated yeah. in a special election. Yeah. So we would. So what it would, would, what would basically happen? And quite frankly, he's not gonna. You know, he's not gonna resign. I think he's gonna still stay in the Congress. Um, you know, not run. And you know, you'll have maybe. You know, whoever would be well positioned to get in, Cawthorn is probably going to be one of them. Whoever Terry Miller chooses is going to be one of them. Uh, yeah. I think that that if he's smart, it would be Brian Hammond, because Brian Hammond, who's a county commissioner down here, um, very young, almost Kennedy esque. Such a goober. <laughs> but maybe we need he's a like goober conservative. Nice, he's like a goober. Yes, but we need a nice goober. I literally need... like started to get into politics when he was elected because I I I couldn't I couldn't believe that these were the people that were in charge. Christine Christine thinks Madison Cawthorn is going to run for something local. I don't. I think, think... Madison Cawthorn should roll his ass in here and tell us <laughs> what he's doing. He needs to come come over here, Christine. And come you on should, over here. My and you should stop by too, Christine. I haven't seen you in a while. You should stop by over. <laughs> Come come over and visit us sometime. But um, I don't think I think he's too big for his britches, to his wheelchair britches to um, go local. I don't. I think yeah, I that know. he would have to do something. Congress. They might put him in state though. They he <laughs> might take an appointment for state or county. Well, like what? There's no like appointment position. You can appoint to state positions in county. But like, what position? I guess would he be appointed? Like to? he could appoint. He like. Brian Hammond could run for Congress and they could appoint Madison Cawthorn. Oh, that's a good point. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's a, I think, again, I do think, so is my guilty pleasure. That's good. Thank you, Christine. We appreciate it. Uh, I'll have to text her later. Um, no, um, <coughs> I think that Brian Hammond would be a good pick. I think he's, he, you know, young. He what has about the, Alfie Oaks? Alfie, Alfie Oaks. Oh, I'm sure Alfie Oaks. Reportedly going to primary Byron anyway. No, Alfie Oaks is running for supervisor of elections. Oh, really? Yes. You didn't hear this? Yeah, he's running for super, supervisor in Collier. So I don't think he'd run for Congress, but I think Collier County okay. would um, would have to put It's another Mike up. Flynn ticket. Mm -mm. So if he gets supervisor of election, you'll actually have a direct connection to Russia with a Florida supervisor of election. Won't that be fascinating? That is, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been watching. Call me Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something I do want to bring up just briefly because i've been watching these old um recordings and documentaries and one that had um struck me from full frontal from with samantha b uh. um i had posted it a while ago on my facebook but it was about how russia was hacking into our voter registration office this is back yep. in 2015 2016. Yep. yep and this is it made me laugh because i mean mike lindell is crazy i will say that yep. i'm not gonna like say he's not a nut job quite frankly but this is the type of stuff he was talking about and warning about and there's some legitimacy to at least that part maybe not like venezuela and hugo chavez hacking him from the dead but there is a real issue when it comes to um cyber security when it yes. comes to some of these electric yes. you know computer voting machines but but mm. okay so that was, it was the voter rolls in various supervisors of elections office. It wasn't the voting machines. Yeah. And actually the voting machines are not connected to the internet. Okay, some so of, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to clarify are, a yes. few things there. And there was demonstrable in the state of Florida hacking into the voter registration systems mm. by Russian operatives in Florida. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> this happened. Mm -hmm. um, what we don't know is exactly which uh, supervisors of elections were affected because that was never made public. Mm -hmm. I was I was looking because I want to know if 
ours was yeah. because actually something weird happened in my voter rolls during uh 2016 or prior to 2016. Uh so you think you're thinking so I wanted to know actually what had happened to me in uh 2016 was that I had actually because I was an MPA prior to that I had actually signed up to be a Democrat because I wanted to vote in the primary and I wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders. Mm. And I had registered and I had it online and I saw that it was, you know, uh, there. I got the card that said I was a Democrat. Mm. And then I got another one a couple of weeks later that said I was no longer registered with a party. So I could not vote in the 2016 primary. Whoa. And I was like, yeah. hmm, that that's does sound like pretty Lee, weird. It, it does seem like Lee County was sick. <laughs> but yeah, so, no, this is a very real thing. And I do know at that at the 2020 election, I was in Broward County. Similar, some similar thing happened to me. I didn't become an independent, but um, as a, I did switch to the Democratic Party because I wanted to vote for Debbie Wasserman Schultz's opponent. Uh, Jen Perelman is actually a good friend of mine. Mm. Um, and we, we, I'm trying to actually see if we can do a crossover episode with her, yeah. her podcast. I like Jen. Um, Jen's a very, very, uh, a very, and I've been on her podcast too, as a, as a populist Republican and, and had the chance to speak to her about those issues. So, um, very good, good woman. So I'm very glad I got a chance to uh, switch to vote for her and actually prevented me from rejoining the Republican executive committee for a year. Mm. And I had to tell people, why aren't you joining the Republican Executive Committee? And when I told them I joined the Democrats to vote against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, they understood. Because there is <laughs> there is a universal hatred for Debbie. <laughs> it's a bipartisan hatred. So um, I just don't like corporate Democrats. It is, and that's and that's what I've always admired about Jen is even though we have disagreements on her um, on policy, we both agree that we need our politicians whether it's the Democratic or Republican Party, to be more pro-worker than pro-business. Me personally, I would actually, yeah. yeah, what I would even say, uh, there's a concept that dates back to Hamilton actually called the harmony of interests. Um, And that was the initial conservative position that I really think it needs to be again, which is that business and labor can, you know, they're they're not antagonistic. You know, business needs workers and workers need businesses. You Mm -hmm. know, there's, it's a it's a symbiotic relationship, mm-hmm. and we need to have policies that are both pro business and pro worker, and that's and I think that's possible, and I think that you know that's really where our focus should be. Right, and actually, that's what all of the management books tell us too. <laughs> it's like you know yeah. how to create a, a conducive work environment, and it's all about retention mm. and how much money you lose when you're constantly having to retain workers, and how you're actually better to have a well-paid, happy, content workforce yep. than high rates of attrition. But yep. some people still want to have like low, mm. low bottom line on that. But so. Okay, so we kind of went through the presidential primary with the folks coming up. We did the debt ceiling. Is there another topic that you're looking at? I did want to say, not, not, oh, yes. So I, I mean, I still want to talk about the 2024 race, a couple of war things, quite frankly. So got a more. Okay. So much more. I will say. So um, much more. Well, here's the thing. Um, with Ron DeSantis, and I, I want to say both for Ron DeSantis and actually Nikki Haley during the roast and run, both of them are so scripted. Like, seriously, I thought Nikki Haley was reading off of a teleprompter, and there was no teleprompter. Mm. It was sad, and I really like Nikki. I've been very impressed with her foreign policy skills, but it was depressing. It was very depressing. Mm. And Ron is just, I have seen him now 
and a few speeches in Iowa, South Carolina, um, his interview with Craig Gowdy, his Twitter spaces, and now this. He is saying the exact same thing each time. It is ridiculously repetitive, and it's it's not I mean, a good look. That's and, what they do. And I do know, like, and I know you know this too. You know, when you're running for office, you do tend to repeat the same stuff. We well, have to because you but don't you know do, who's going to hit. Yeah, but. exactly. But you also want to have a little bit of variety. You got to have a little bit of like pizzazz. You got to feel comfortable. You can't. Yeah, you can't. Wow. Yeah. No. And so Apparently, like, Casey DeSantis is behind the strings there, seeing pulling the strings. Of course. So. Well, she's the one who's who's classy and graceful, and and everyone actually likes. Well, and she knows how to talk. She was. On <laughs> you know, doesn't sound like a machine. But she is apparently pulling the strings behind the scenes. What I've heard. Which I had. I actually kind of was like, mm, I thought she was just what you know, like a whopping, like a empty base. I no, was, no, I definitely no, never no. She's Casey like apparently be. the one that's like. Casey's a take. Casey's a smart cookie. I think it's 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 a good partnership. I mean, I think he'll, he'll strength she'll she'll strengthen Ron for sure. I think it's definitely a, a very strong. It was her. It was her uh, campaign ad that put him over the edge mm. too. I mean, really, like that one coming out. Um, you know, with you know how he was there for me when I had breast cancer, blah blah blah. That mm. was like so powerful, and it really humanized Ron DeSantis. And yep. it, it made. I think that's. I think that is the reason that he won by. I think that's a. I think it definitely had an effect, and I think Cindy's also right. I think she's giving giving a lot of Jackie Kennedy vibes. I think that that's what she's kind of going for, which I think would be interesting. But I don't know if Ron DeSantis wants to be associated with a womanizer like John F. Kennedy. So well, he's with, a womanizer too. Report, and allegedly, apparently. Well, that's the reason that Casey's got the reins on. <laughs> Apparently, he likes everybody, though. That's what I've heard. There, there's been uh, some allegations on that, but I haven't been able that's to verify. All I've heard. <laughs> but uh-huh. I will say, like one of the things that I saw, there was a story that was interesting, where he was speaking in I don't know if it was Iowa or Nevada, but he was talking. Oh no, it was Iowa. But they were talking about Nevada. So apparently, Nevada is one of those states where they do allow ballot harvesting. And Ron, oh, yeah. Ron was asked, um, are you going to do that? And he said, yes. He said, yes. And his quote was, I'm not going to fight with one hand tied behind my back, which I think is a fair argument. But if you're if you're someone of principle, like this is something you keep railing as a bad thing and then you use it, what does that say about you? Yeah. Well, so what we'll do, <laughs> we'll cut the video in here. Yes, we will. We will. So each state is different, right? So, so like in Nevada, they have they send everyone a ballot, which is bad. But we're going to do ballot harvesting. We're going to do ballot harvesting. I'm doing it. Yes. I'm not going to plug fight with one hand tied behind my back. There's actually a video where you see Ron DeSantis mm. saying this to somebody on the campaign trail that he's, you know, he's going to do ballot harvesting. Yeah. Now, another thing to keep in mind here is that with the 2022 set of election laws, I'm sorry, it was this race, it 2021. Was, yeah. Um, but ballot harvesting is now illegal all through Florida. Mm. It used to only be illegal in Miami, which was interesting. That's that's a local case, by the yeah. way, if you haven't heard about that. Locally here in Fort Myers, we had have a city councilwoman who mm-hmm. has engaged in ballot harvesting in all of her elections. Mm-hmm. In and alleged, and alleged and bribery. 
of, of, of voters as well. So, so this was this is uh, definitely something that does happen down here, and people are like, "Oh, it doesn't happen. You don't want to call voter fraud." But it no, does. this was no, this was definitely voter fraud. Now, here's what's interesting: in 2020, 2018, when this Congress or the City Councilwoman was first elected, there were people that raised concern and said, "Oh, look, she's going door to door to largely old folks, taking the ballot, filling out the ballot on be- their behalf, and then." and then turning it in. And there was an investigation into it. And what had been found is that at the time, there was no law that affected Lee County and mm. Fort Myers City that made that process illegal. Yeah. But now, and, and apparently she was allegedly doing it again in the 2022 city council race, but it had been illegal at that mm. time. So that made a dear friend of mine, Chantel Rhodes, mm. actually get activated in the uh, election integrity movement because yep. she was somebody who had been affected by ballot harvesting. She was race. she was running against the candidate, Terrellyn Watson, in this case, who did win. And she uh, actually at the time came to me because no one else was reporting on the story. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get uh, five, I think five or six sources. They all came on the condition on anonymity because no one really wanted to talk publicly, sure. which makes sense. Um, but I got a variety of sources, one person saying they bribed him with $20 wow. um, and school clothes. All of them had said that she took their ballot. Um, and this was a very common theme. And I reported it about a week before the election. It was honestly too late. But um, well, Chantal, it, it broke. what had happened, it did broke, break. And what's very important and what I found very interesting about Chantal is she very much became a sacrificial lamb in the Democratic Party. She was ostracized. She no, was. No, she, no. That's not true. She she made it to me. She made it sound like she was she was like, you was like told that you can't be doing this because no 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 no. Listen, Terrilyn Watson is a Republican plant. She's not ours. She doesn't affiliate with it. She mm. she is a Democrat on paper. She never comes to Democratic events. She's not involved in any of the Clugsburg caucuses. Mm-hmm. She's never been involved in the DEC. She is actually supported when, by Bruce Strayhorn. Okay, mm, she is a, yeah. not a Democrat. She's a dino. She's yeah. So she's she's like a Joe Manchin Democrat type of thing. She's not even so, okay. Joe Manchin Democrat. She is like she is hundred percent bought and sold by Republican power brokers here in, in Southwest Florida. So that wasn't really the impression I got from Chantel at the time, but that would make I, I feel like Chantel no. ideologically was more always more progressive Democrat and more fitting with the Democratic base, except yes. on this one issue. But was was also interesting though. No, 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 it, no, 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 no. Let me be clear. I was the one that told her that it was ballot harvesting. She came to me first. And I she said, this is going on. I said, mm. that's ballot harvesting. It's illegal. And Anthony Thomas, who has now passed away, was mm. the person who had brought that strategy for Talon Watson in 2018 and again in 2022. And mm. it was it was unethical in 2018 and illegal in 2022. And I was the one that had told her yeah. that this was something that was really important and needed to be brought to the authorities' attention. Mm. But yes, and I'm very glad you did because it's... It, it, you know, she needed to know that. But what was also what I wanted to say is she uh, developed a very, uh, very good friendship with Michael Thompson, who's our local Republican chairman, right? And who we were actually talking about in the car, and um, his connections, I guess, to Michael Flynn, and um, just the concerns there. But it's it's like it's the odd couple whenever I see the photos of those two because they're very much diametrically opposed. And actually, Michael Thompson. This was when he was running for chairman. He got hit on this. Yeah, Brendan Leslie wrote a hit piece on him. There was there was an uh, there was an article that came out that was like, oh, this is a lady who supports Black Lives Matter, and Michael Thompson is endorsing her. What does that mean about him? And it's 
it was, but it didn't work because he still won. He's our chairman now by one vote, sure, but but he's still our chairman. Um, so, but it's it's it, it's you know these type of issues make strange bedfellows, and it just goes to show you that. Well, my know, my issue was she actually has a legitimate case of election <laughs> fraud. That was the thing. It was like this is legitimately election fraud. Mm. This is bad this is illegal mm. i had said this is what it's called it's called ballot harvesting like this is illegal right yep. and um i think that she was disheartened from it because you can't you can't fight back for it. it's you like you really can't no. if somebody's <laughs> already gone in and taken their ballot like and and they've been intimidated by it to do it that's that you cannot come back from that mm -hmm. essentially you cannot win and these people i will tell you the people i spoke to were scared like there yeah. were a lot of people who really didn't want to speak out. There was had one person who tried to retract. Like like these people were very concerned about retaliation within their community. So yeah, yeah. it's it's very much a coercive tactic. Yep. And yep. it's very and it, it is, is wrong and it is illegal. It now, reminds however, me of like mafia stuff. Oh for sure. Yeah. For sure. But let's also be clear. Anthony Thomas is a Republican operative and has been a Republican operative in the black community for the vast majority of his life. So this was not, had nothing to do with Democrats. Mm. It was wholly non-democratic and, and it was something that we were very concerned about. Now I think there's, Chantel's has our own, uh, understanding and feeling about how she feels about people around the community. And that's, that's her prerogative. But I want to be clear when we're talking about this was not, had nothing to do with actual democrats well that uh i mean again i don't i from my understanding tara lynn is at least a registered democrat but i she have is. heard that that she doesn't show up to meetings that she's not like she's active. never mm. even been involved at all what i mean like Ever. and i will say this like you don't see a lot of like republican like legislators and republican officials at rec meetings as well even before um you know this new leadership the only ones you'd really see she was not funded by Democrats. Mm. She was not cultivated by Democrats. She was not ever involved in Democratic politics, period. We get some Republicans like that, too. <laughs> I mean, and that's fine. But I, I want to say she is connected to Republicans. I that. Again, I don't know for sure, but that's her good. sign was in front of Bruce Strayhorn's office, and you can actually look at her 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 and for those, campaign yeah. filings. She had she received money from Bruce Strayhorn. And so, for those who don't know who Bruce Strayhorn is, I don't know if it's the current or former husband of Lizbeth. Former ben husband or, of Lizbeth Benacquisto. So, and and so, by the way, this is very interesting. Bruce Strayhorn is considered uh, in Republican circles more of a Democrat, and the reason why Lizbeth Benacquisto. We used to believe that she was funded by the Democrats. Is because Lisa Benacquisto had been a, a Democrat, and then she switched to a Republican. Hmm. She voted straight Republican. He's a, he's a Republican kingmaker and has been. She's par he's partners with Jenna. Hmm. Oh office. no, of course. Like no, this is like he is a Republican, and I don't whatever y'all think about him. I don't know, but it's but I find it interesting because the Republicans I tell the Republicans I speak to see him as a Democrat, and that's the reason why they think a lot of these state representatives like Jenna Persons, even though she's also been one of the most conservative representatives out there. She's the reason why you have both abortion bans out there from her. And yet oh, yeah, there, are, there are Republicans down here who want to primary her and other representatives. Like, 
are they not conservative enough for you? Well, and, like, well, you know, I told you my opinion on that. I think it's because you have leadership in the Republican Party here in, in Lee County that has been funded by Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn is a known Russian operative. He's brought other known uh, Russian operatives in here, has mm -hmm. been a person who has received and distributed Russian funds. And those are the people who are leading our Republican Party here. And unwittingly or not, I think mm -hmm. that they are then doing the bidding of election influence mm. here in the region and part of that influence is chaos and mm. it affects democrats there are people you know and this is actually something you can look up in the national intelligence reports about how russia has been targeting political parties and political candidates for mm. malign influence campaigns and they try to you know make them question what they're doing make them mm. uh, believe you know conspiracy theories whatever yeah. and um, that has happened here in Lee County. It is happening here in mm. Lee County. I think people really need to become aware of this. And my belief is if you are getting people in the Lee County Republican Party that are telling you to primary Republicans who are doing exactly what they're you know, supposed to do, they're, you know, mm -hmm. because they're part of the establishment, this is actually a, a disruption campaign yeah. um, for so our I mean, politics. I mean, I don't know any anything... In particular, I have in a particular whole but I'm sure you, yeah, but yes, I've seen some of your posts on it and I would, you know, I would like to see a They're little more. They're all cited and sourced. Uh, regardless, <laughs> I haven't read any of that, so I'm not going to comment on, on its and validity. And actually it surrounds around election integrity because mm. the Russian operative that Mike Flynn has brought that, or that um, Mike Thompson and Madison Cawthorn both have been seeing here is uh, with um, uh, one fellow Oh, I have to look up his name, but he was the uh, the Pence card guy. Oh, yes. Okay. I did see your post. Yes. Okay. Um, let me pull up his name real quick. The Pence card guy. So he, they were basically. The they, this is the pe people. Yeah. Mike Flynn. What I do know is that Mike Flynn and his organization, they were the, they were the people who are very big. Yvonne on, Raiklin is yeah, his name. These are the people who really wanted um, Mike Pence to deny the electoral college vote, which he did not have the constitutional right. authority and to do. The creation of this, the Pence card, was written by Yvonne Ranklin, who is also a, he's a former Army Green Beret, mm -hmm. intelligence, speaks both Russian and English, uh, totally bilingual in his household. You can find all this stuff on the internet. By the mm -hmm. way, he actually had tried to crowd for fund a documentary on Vladimir Putin in 2015. He has very strong continued ties with the Russian oligarchs and he had written the Pence card, yep. then gave it to the Trump team, I believe via via um, the professor, John Eastman, mm. and, and get it to Trump. But it was authored by somebody who's a foreign asset, okay? So the whole election thing, the whole election integrity scene it's being rationale. funneled and fruit continuously, yeah. right? And it was just used by Trump as a way mm. to perpetuate himself. But continue to this day, it's happening. These folks are right here in Southwest Florida. We definitely, I, I will say that that um, I'm 100% against Russian op Russian election operations in the United States, um, period. I'm against like any foreign influence in our yeah, election. Yeah, period. Like, well, I'll, that's I'll go true. on record and say that. Like, I actually, yes, I will agree with you on that. No foreign influence on our election, regardless of the country. Yeah. Including Russia and especially Russia. Russia, China. Um, I will also say Cuba, whatever. It, is it is stupid to primary the Republican legislators here in, in Lee County. I will publicly endorse all of them now. I think they've done a very good job. I think they're um, shit because they're Republicans. Oh, of course, yes. But I think if you're <laughs> a Republican, nice if you're a conservative, 
they've worked very, very hard for you. Yes. And they've gotten a lot of good things done for the things that we stand for. They've so, 100% pushed the conservative agenda. Yes, exactly. And actually, they have no choice to put, <coughs> but push the, the Ron yeah. DeSantis agenda because otherwise that's they didn't too. get to do anything. That's a good point as well. That's an, that's an entire, that's a discussion I know we've had about how, uh, you know, even at the legislature, there's no longer any independence there. But again, you know, yeah, looking but the six-week abortion ban was sponsored by Jenna, supported by Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. signed, you know, passed and signed immediately too. By by the way, Ron DeSantis doesn't sign all the bills immediately. He's actually still signing bills currently mm-hmm. that have already passed. Yeah. So again, I think I think it's stupid, and I think uh, um, I can I can agree in the sense that it would be disruptive and unnecessary, especially if the Republican Party itself, the Republican Party of Lee County, is seen as running those primary opponents. Now, I'm hoping that this is just rumor and conjecture and that no one's stupid enough to do this and that the party itself is not going to support it because I have we have been speaking, I'm part of the bylaws committee and the Republican executive committee, and this is one of the issues that uh, we've been discussing is prohibiting endorsements from the party because that was one of the big issues mm-hmm. last year, which is why this ticket ran, is because the initial leadership wanted to endorse certain school board candidates. And uh, Christine, who is uh, probably still watching, she was one of the candidates running for school board who most likely wasn't going to get that endorsement because Mm. it was really being supposedly being run in the background by Terry Miller and his, his group of people, whether or not that's true or not, you know, they, they deny it, but it basically seemed that way that it, that it was kind of being organized to support one chosen group of people Mm -hmm. and that was one of the reasons this group ran for the this seat and so if they're going to stand on that principle we're going to put that into the bylaws and the rules and we won't actually christine's like hashtag facts she gets it yeah exactly so we need to not endorse period and this is something well democrats already have that role yeah. They do not. If there's a primary, we don't endorse. Yeah. But I saw like there were people like Ron DeSantis was endorsing people in nonpartisan races. He was endorsing people too. in the school board races. Yes. Yeah. He was putting in his ticket. So there's there's sort of That's that loyalty politics. and obligation. I will say, though, um, Michael Thompson has made it very clear that he is pro Trump and, and to the extent that he's anti DeSantis, I would say. So um, <sighs> it definitely does feel like this party is. Um, very overtly pro-Trump in his leadership. That is what it is. But um, yeah, I think that's... that's so I want to say that I think that, um, and that old stuff, like that is definitely bylaw shit that y'all got to figure out. <laughs> but what I will say is like, I am definitely concerned about malign influence on politicians and political mm. parties here. I stand firmly against any foreign influence. Um, I actually to a certain extent, and this is what I was saying to folks outside the Trump rallies, like I feel bad that people are being manipulated into thinking certain things without even necessarily realizing mm-hmm. that there's a campaign to influence them, right? And so I really hope, I really hope that folks start to kind of look into this, mm. see what's really going on, because I would love to get back to the point where we're 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 openly debating different topics, different folks, and there isn't this, you know, third wheel um, you know, fifth wheel, whatever, coming in and like messing things up so we can just have different opinions and different parties. But when we're actually being influenced by by moneyed operations that are outside of us yeah, as Americans, it's I'm super concerned. And and, the, and it could, and 
you know, quite frankly, this is, you know, flip this, flip this on the other side. Um, we've been hearing a lot about possible Chinese influence um, in terms of whether funding for the universities or this or um, with different policies. Yeah, the point is, is that well, there's Russian influence. There's Russian, actually Len, Len Blavatnik is a huge philanthropist who has apparently been funneling mm. money directly from Vladimir Putin to various universities to Cambridge, mm -hmm. um, to ca presidential candidates, yeah. to Ron DeSantis, yep. to the DCCC. So he's actually on both sides of the aisle yep. too. So this is this is like a, a beyond partisan it kind is. of issue. It is. And I 100% agree. I think, I think that this goes back to even some of the stuff our founding fathers talked about, that they really wanted to make sure foreign influence wasn't involved in... Um, our own domestic activities there is there is that understanding and it's a it's a major part of our american tradition to ensure that you know and not just even american tradition it's to be expected that you know only the people in your own country could affect your own government right you know we shouldn't be be you know our government should not have any form of influence from any foreign entity whatsoever because it needs to represent Americans right. and the American people, not the Russian people, not the Russian president, not right. the Chinese. And they just want they, they, their goal, by the way, is disruption. So it's not even oh, Russia's. Yes, Russia's sure. is disruption. They want to see democracy fail. They want to see America fail. And if they have to get Democrats to do it, they get Republicans. If they get to mix everything, they don't care. They just want to make us look bad. And, and China the, wants that too. Let's be clear, because that makes by making us look bad. You know, it looks good. Chinese communism and authoritarianism. Well, that's and yeah, that is. It's all about holding up dictators and authoritarian yep. powers. If democracy looks good, then people are going to start demanding it. So mm -hmm. um, that's happened. But one thing I did want to say too is, um, no, I've totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if we well, actually, because I started thinking about, so the 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 Chinese influence actually had been, um, there was the, the case, and I don't even know what Bill happened. Bill Clinton, I think it was. No, it was Obama. It was uh, somebody was funneling Chinese money through one of the members of the Fuji's a Haitian national and he just uh, went on trial. I don't know what's going on with the trial. Maybe I'll look into it. I did. Yeah, I do know that there's been, there's been Chinese influence stories. But Chinese before. is like, listen, China and, and, and Russia are constantly hacking our systems, constantly trying to break in on it. They do slightly different things, but I think that we need to be aware of that. Mm. Both sides of the aisle need to be aware of that. And I think that we need to, um, really start to think about how we can protect ourselves our, and, and our democracy. The only the only thing I would add to this is just because, um, you know, we do have to be mindful of foreign influence, but we also have to be mindful that we don't use the foreign influence tag to deny things that are actual problems. Like we did have that situation with the Hunter Biden laptop where everyone thought that was foreign influence, but there was some level of truth or validity to that. So it's it's a- I don't know, I'm not gonna give you the Hunter Biden. You're not gonna give me the Hunter Biden? Like that is actually a Russian plant story. You can, I'll show you the data on it. <laughs> but anyway, what I was gonna say, I remember, Lev Parnas. If you wanna yes, see okay, yeah. about crazy shit, Lev Parnas has actually been to prison for funneling Russian money yeah. into Republican politics. I do know who Lev Parnas is. And, and listen, and his son, Aaron Parnas, is very active with the Democrats. And when he came and asked me if he, if he could help me, I said, no thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, just better safe than sorry on that. But, like, Lev Parnas is singing about all the shit he's done for Ron DeSantis. So if you are 
not on the Ron DeSantis train. Uh, start listening to what Lev Parnas has to say. If you want to hear to the level of Ron DeSantis that he will go to smear his candidates, you should listen to the misinformational episode with Rebecca Jones that we did a couple weeks ago where Rebecca had a conversation with Lev Parnas and what that whole Miami incident with what? Andrew Gillum. You got, you, got, you got her to get Lev Parnas? That's impressive. Andrew, the uh, whole Miami Andrew Gillum thing. Mm -hmm was Lev Parnas and Ron DeSantis. So listen, okay? Um, and, you know, how he's acting, and, and he had already been convicted of, of bringing money in from Russia. So I think that we really got to think about this, so... All right. Well, I think that's I think that's a good place to end it. That's like that. Let's think about that. All right. So thank you so much for joining us here for a Democrat and Republican walk into your bar, into a bar. Good to be back. Yeah. Good to be back. I'm your Democrat host, Dr. Cindy Banier. And I am your Republican host, Sean Hartman. And thank you uh, for hosting us here, Ali's Pubs uh, and records and beer please check out all that we have to offer at bigmouthmediafl.com if you enjoy the show please help support us 4.99 a month or 49.99 a year or you can get everything from big mouth media for 19.99 a month help keep independent journalism alive and we will see you next sunday bye bye